Welcome to I'm That Proverbs 31 Girl, where we reveal the positive, powerful, phenomenal essence of who you really are so that you are healed, empowered, transformed into who God created you to be. I am your host, Cynthia McClary, and if you are ready to see yourself with a new set of eyes and understand how to live out your purpose every day on purpose, you are definitely in the right place. Are you ready? Let's jump into today's podcast. Welcome back to today's episode of I'm That Proverbs 31 Girl. I am your host, Cynthia McClary. And again, I encourage all of you to, of course, subscribe to this podcast, share it, um, comment, like it. Uh, if you have any questions, I th- if you have any questions, you can actually leave your questions or comments um, in the podcast. There's also voice messaging set up. So if there's a message or anything, you can also leave that as a comment type uh, thing as well. And again, follow us on all of our social media outlets at all of our social media outlets. Everything is listed under Cynthia McClary. Again, the only thing that changed is the name of this podcast. And the name of the podcast is I'm That Proverbs 31 Girl. But Facebook, follow us on Facebook, like us on Facebook, follow us over on Instagram, um, as well as subscribe to our YouTube channel. Again, everything is listed as Cynthia McClary. That is C-Y-N-T-H-I-A. M-C-C-L-A-R-Y. Thank you so much for joining us today. We are going to go ahead and get right back into this episode. And we're just picking up from where we left off last week, talking about what happens after immediately. And you know, uh, we were just talking about the fact that, yes, we all have these expectations that as soon as God says something, you know, if God says, hey, you are healed, we're expecting, we're expecting to see that healing, not tomorrow, not at our next doctor appointment, we're expecting to see that healing right now. You know, if God says you are rich and right now your bank account ha- is negative $57 trillion, if God, if God speaks to you right now at this moment and says, hey, you are re- rich, as even before you open up your bank application, your, your expectation, because it's immediate, whatever God speaks is immediate. Let's get that through our heads and our hearts and understand that clearly, that whenever, whatever God speaks, when he speaks it, it is immediate. Now, we may not see the manifestation of it, right then but it's immediate the only the thing that hinders the thing that hinders the immediacy well there there are actually two things that hinder the the immediacy of us seeing what it is that god has already spoken the first thing that hinders it is love. And I know you might be thinking like, what? Love? Yes. Listen, there are there are things that God has already spoken over your life. That he's already spoken into your life. 
He's already spoken. And whatever God speaks, it is already done. It's a done deal, okay? You don't have to worry about it. You don't have to be concerned about it. You don't have to wonder, well, God, how are you going to do that? Don't worry about that. Because why? That's none of your business as to how he's going to do what he's going to do. But anything that he has ever spoken over your life, anything that he speaks over your life, anything that he will speak over your life and into your life, please understand and receive that that is, that is an immediate thing. When God speaks, it happens. Boom. That's it. His words create the very thing that he's, that he's telling you. So it happens. It's a guarantee. Like, <laughs> I think sometimes my dad, whenever he says something, he'll back it up by saying, and you can take that to the bank. Well, listen, if God has spoken anything into your life, over your life, concerning your life, well, you can do like my daddy says and take it to the bank and cash it. Okay. Whatever it is, it is immediate because the very nature of who God is when he speaks, like if he speaks building, like if he just speak the word building, a building will appear. Okay. Because of the fact that his words create whatever it is that they are, whatever it is that he speaks, whatever it is that his, that he, that he has spoken His words, the words that come out of his mouth create the very thing that he is saying. That is awesome. And and here's here's the other part of that, which which we know, but sometimes just hearing it is a little exciting. Like, don't you know that he gave us the same power? He gave us that same power, but we're not talking about that today. We're going to go back to where we left off, but, but just, just about immediate. See, sometimes, you know, we get discouraged in the process because we're not seeing that thing happen immediate, immediately. Um, one thing that holds that thing back from happening immediately is love. Listen, one thing that God does not want to happen, God doesn't want you to make a fool out of yourself. He don't want you making a fool out of him. And he doesn't, he doesn't want you making a fool out of yourself. You know, for, for, for some of us, and this is just an example, for some people, for God to give you a million dollars right now, tomorrow, excuse me, not even tomorrow, the moment that you get that million dollars, you will be immediately begin mishandling it, doing things with it, not just that doesn't make sense, but that isn't even right. Probably isn't even legal. Okay. And so sometimes it is love that prevents the immediacy of God's word from being made manifest in our life. Because if he gives, if he gives, if that thing suddenly appeared in our life that God spoke, like, be honest with yourself. Don't be honest with me because who am I? You know what I'm saying? So don't be honest with me. Be honest with yourself. If if the things that God has already spoken in your life or the things that you have been knocking on God's door, God, this is what I need. This is what I need, God. If he gave those things to you right now, I'm talking about right now, right now, right now, 
Are you really prepared to handle it in the way that he desires? The way that he's ordained and called and created and equipped you to handle it? Are you prepared to handle that thing? Well, God God doesn't want you making a fool of yourself. And he don't want you making a fool and a mockery of him. So sometimes it is love. And he loves us enough to say, okay, yes, this belongs to you. But before you see it, before you, before it's physically in your hand, I need to prepare you for this thing. I need you, I need to prepare you to receive it. I need to prepare you to manage this thing so that it doesn't manage you. Sometimes it's, we, we may not realize this, but there are oftentimes the things that God has blessed us with, the things that God has set up, created, ordained to be a blessing in our lives kind of becomes a curse in our lives because of the fact that we do not know how to manage it. And, it, and, and that thing that God gives us then begins managing us. Now, how are you going to let the thing that God gave you manage you? Like God gave you emotions, right? He gave all of us emotions. Why are we allowing our emotions to manage us? Huh? That's not right. That's not why he gave us emotions. Or or he gives us money or he gives us wealth. And instead of us managing it, it becomes our manager and we become a slave to our own money. What? That's not right. That's backwards. That's not how, that's not the intent of God blessing you. It's never the intent. No, God doesn't bless you to make a fool out of you. He doesn't give you stuff so that people can look at you and mock you like, see, I told you I ain't been nothing to that. That's no. No. So sometimes we don't see the immediacy because because of God's love. If I give it to you, you're going to mismanage it. So I I, I need to make sure that you that that you grow up into this thing so that you can handle it and it doesn't handle you. And then the other reason why, the other reason why we don't see things immediately pop up in our lives as soon as God speaks it is because of the reason for his love. His love leads to the process that we have to go through so that when we get to the thing, you know, the word of God um, says that he has prepared it. He prepared the table before us in the presence of our enemies. That means he has dinner all fixed up. I'm talking about the table is dressed. Like whatever it is you could desire, your friends desire, whatever it is. It's all on the table. And all you have to do is bring yourself to the table, sit down in the chair and start eating. Well, guess what? Before you get to the table, there's a process that must take place. Number one, you got to get up from where you are. Walk yourself over to the table, 
pull out the chair if there's nobody to pull the chair out for you. You got to pull out the chair. You got to sit down, scoot that chair back under the table. Use your your hand or uh, whatever it is to grab your utensil, you know, and, st- and reach out, get the food, get the serving platter or serving dish and take your piece. There's a process like you just don't boom automatically show up to the table. No, there's a process that you have to go through in order to start eating the thing that God has prepared for you. That's just like when we go to the store. I like buying um I like buying watermelons. And and I've been buying seeded watermelons. I'm not gonna even tell you how many watermelons I've had like within a two week span. But I've had a lot and they've all been great. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. But when we go to the store, when I go to the store and I pick my, my seeded watermelon, like I just can't Come home and just immediately start eating it. Number one, because I don't even know if you can eat the rind. <laughs> and if you can't eat the rind, I don't, I don't know. But I have to prepare the watermelon in order for me to eat it. Otherwise, I'm going to have, I'm going to be eating rind. And I don't even want to know how it tastes. Okay? But there's a process Just like when we go to the grocery store and go shopping, pick up our food, unless the food is already cooked and, you know, things like that. But if we're just picking up, you know, meat from the meat department, whether it's the frozen meat or the fresh meat, preparation has to go on before we're able to eat that thing. Yes, it belongs to us. We have it. We paid for it. We have the receipt. But there's a preparation that has to go that that we have to go through. There's a process that has to happen if we're wanting to convert that raw chicken <laughs> into chicken that's edible. <laughs> and I don't know about you, but I'm not eating any raw chicken. Okay? I'm not I'm just not doing it. So there's a process. So that's the the process is the part that we don't like. I love I, I I love I love eating. I probably shouldn't say this, but yes, I do love eating and I love eating sweet things, right? Cookies, candies, um, breads. If they're sweet, I'll eat it. More than likely, if they're sweet, there's a there's a ninety-nine point one hundred percent chance that if it's bread and it's sweet, I'll eat it. Give it to me. I will eat it. But there's a process. My point is there's a process to get to that thing that was immediately given to you. There's a process. And you know, we talked about it last week. Sometimes we just simply don't like going through the process. Why? Because the process hurts. Because the process is different. Because we don't know what to expect in the process. Sometimes sometimes things come up in the process that we have never encountered before. But if if it if it was the old way of doing things, we would we would already know how to handle that thing. But this is something new. We haven't experienced. Or 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 or, or is something new that's not all the way 100% similar to what it is that we've encountered before. And you know, sometimes when you're not familiar with something or when you're not familiar with something, it, it kind of puts you, puts you at edge. 
like, oh, I'm not really sure this is the right thing or, you know, what am I supposed to do in this situation? You know, things like that. So it's different. It's difficult. Sometimes we come up to hard places in the process and it's like, man, let somebody else do it. Let somebody else do it. I'm, I'm going back to Egypt. I'm, I'm going back the other way. Well, God's purpose, God's plan, God's intent, God's heart is not to bring you out of something, number one, that you that you shouldn't be in, that's not serving you any good purpose, that's, that's not doing you any good, that's not bringing you any good. God's purpose is not to leave you there or not to take you out of that thing into something better. And then be like, ah, never mind. I changed my mind. Just just go back to hell. Like, God loves you too much to be playing and tripping like that. God don't trip. Now, we trip. Because like I was telling y'all last week, we, God will bring us out of stuff. And then we'll start tripping when it gets hard. And be like, man, God, just take me back where you found me. Just put me back where you found me. Put me back on the street where you found me. Really? That's not what God wants to do. But we have to go through the process. And process, it's hard. It's difficult. We talked about the cutting away and the surgery. Surgery hurts. Process hurts. But it is both needful and it's necessary. And one thing that process requires is change. That's a change of attitude, a change of your mindset. So that means the stinking way you used to think before, now in this process, you're going to have to switch out that stinking attitude, those stinking thoughts. You're going to have to change that for new thoughts. I think it's Philippians 4, 8 says, think on these things. Do you know that that a lot of times the reason why we're in trouble, the reason why we're not seeing the immediacy of whatever it is that God has spoken is because we are violating Philippians 4 and 8 like big time. Think on these things. But instead of us thinking on the stuff that God tells us to think on, no, we'll we'll think on bad thoughts. We'll think on things that, we'll think on half-truths. We'll, we'll think on everything other than what is pure, what is true, what is noble, what is just, what's praiseworthy. Do you know the type of peace that you'll have in your mind if if you only took Philippians 4 and 8 and every time a nasty thought or an ugly thought or, or any thought contrary to God's thought comes in your mind, if you would just take Philippians 4 8 and put that into practice, put that into practice, meditate on that, think on that. And matter of fact, use Philippians 4, 8 to judge the thoughts that's coming in your head. God God already delivered you from this financial situation or whatever situation it is. And here comes this thought. Girl, you know, you know, you know, they got a sale. You know, you're going to need this. You know, you're going to want to look cute and all this kind of stuff. It may not be those kinds of thoughts, but whatever thought it is, you know, you can get by with this, blah, 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 blah. Well, Think about where that thought came from. Is it true? Is it pure? Is it noble? Is it just? Is it lovely? Is it of good report? Is it praiseworthy? Is it virtuous? Is it of virtue? 
And if it does, if, if any thought that you have in your head doesn't match those criterias, please, there is something that you need to do with those thoughts. You need to cast them down. Process. The word of God says that in order for us to change, there is something that has to change within us. And, and it's the way we think. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. So when he delivers you out of a financial pit, out of a pit of financial insecurity, your mind concerning money has to be changed, has to be renewed. Your relationship with money has to be changed. It has to be renewed. And sometimes it's hard. Yes, it's hard. Why? Because this is the way that you have been thinking all of your life. And now here is God. He's brought you into this new place. And now he's saying, now I need you to think differently. And not only think differently, but I need you to act different. I need you to be different. I need you to see things differently. And that's where we get, that's where we, we, we find ourselves getting hanged up at so often because God is requiring us to change, but we are rebelling. We're fighting against the change that is going to change our lives. And now I know it sounds crazy, but we do it all the time. It sounds crazy, but we do it all the time. Okay. So I'm going to use me as an example. So I, I think I've mentioned this. I know, I think I've mentioned this often before or sometime before that I have been a chronic sweet consumer. Sweets of all sorts, all kinds, you name it. I've probably eaten it, consumed not just my portion, but your portion, your mama portion, your daddy portion. Like, I probably, no, I haven't been stealing nobody's food. But what I'm saying is, I have had more than my fair share of sweets in my life. Matter of fact, I was thinking about this earlier today. Like, our Kroger last year in 2022, the summer of 2022, my favorite, excuse me now, Listen, I am not discounting anybody ice cream because if it's ice cream, I will eat it. Okay, all it needs to be is ice cream. As long as as long as a carton says ice cream, I will eat it. Your girl will eat it because <laughs> she likes sweets and I love ice cream, but I love bluebell ice cream. And do you know what Bluebell did? Well, I don't know whether it was Bluebell or whether it was just Kroger. But like last summer, summer of 22, our our local Kroger, it was almost like every other week they had a sale on Bluebell. And the half gallon Bluebells were like 4.99. And I at one point, you know, you could just buy one. But then later on in the summer, they would say $4.99 if you buy two. And I was like, there ain't no problem. There ain't nothing but a thing to me. And literally, literally, I I started, because I was thinking about this today, I I, I tried to count up, like, like when I tell you I have a serious, or I had a serious chronic, addiction or 
something to sweets. During the summer, and summer is like, what, three, four months. I consumed from what I remember now. And this is just Bluebell. At least 10 gallons of ice cream. I know that is pitiful and I know that is a shame, right? 10 gallons of ice cream. And I'm actually saying this so everybody's going to know this. I consumed 10 gallons of Bluebell ice cream of different flavors, different varieties. But at the same time, I'm like, God, because you have given me divine health and healing and I'm going to walk in divine health and healing. Hold up. Pipe down, Cindy. How you going to walk in divine health and healing consuming 10 gallons of ice cream in a summer? And that's just in a summer. And that doesn't include the other sweets I had, okay, during that same summer. And so it is feasible, it is reasonable that we're asking God for stuff and we want to grab a hold of the stuff that God has for us. Like, I wanted, listen, I wanted to grab a hold to health, okay? I wanted to exercise, I wanted to eat right. And all these other kinds of wonderful things, right? But what was I doing in practice? God was trying to give me health. And I'm like, nah, nah, you can, you can have that health thing. I want my bluebell. I want my bluebell and every other type of sweetness. And here, here, was, this ex- here was the exchange. Okay, now, I've given you health, Cindy. Now, you have to make you have to transform your mind which includes taking on new habits creating new habits and doing new things new behaviors or else you're going to always be you're going to always be where you're at instead of going where I've called you to I've called you higher I have I've called you higher. I have not called you to diabetes. I've not called you to this sickness or any other sickness. No, I've called you to health, Cynthia. But if you're going to continue to do the things that you're doing, like you're negating, you're negating the process that I've already prepared for you. And we do that all the time. Consciously or subconsciously, but mine was conscious. I knew exactly what I was doing. So sometimes we willingly, we willingly tell God, listen, you know, bless somebody else. Give that to somebody else. Give that health to somebody else because I want my bluebell. And now my blue, I'm, that's how I was with bluebell last summer. But what are you like that with that God is saying, okay, I have I'm requiring you to make this change. I need you to go through this process, but instead of changing, you're doing the opposite of it. You're kicking against the very thing that I have created, that I have given, that I sacrificed in order for you to have. And it would seem that nobody in their right mind would ever do that, but we do that. 
in so many ways, so many shapes, so many forms, in so many situations, so many circumstances. It's like shake yourself, get a grip. I've prepared this table in front of you and you're not even willing to make the change and go through the process so you can walk your behind to the table and sit sit thou with behindeth in the chair so you can eat the food that I've prepared for you. Why do we do that? I'm not really sure what that answer is, but we do it. But process requires change. And change is not always easy because we don't always like change. No, and sometimes the change that is required is change that doesn't taste good (laughs) or doesn't taste as good as Bluebell (laughs) or whatever it is. But change is necessary. So change, change, the purpose of change is to pull you out of that comfort zone, pull you out of those bad habits, pull you out of that bad place, that bad relationship, those bad financial situations, those bad financial decisions. Change. But you have to agree to walk the process. You have to agree to go through the process in order for the progress to take shape and to take form. If there is ever going to be progress, if you're ever going to progress or make progress in any area of your life, you have to go through the process. You have to go through the process. Remember God told, Jesus told um, Paul, he was like, Paul, like, dude, I'm trying to change you, but you're kicking against the change that is needful for your life. And sometimes that's what we do with the process. We kick against it. We kick against the very thing that God has already set up, created, designed, equipped, ordained to heal our very own life, to save our life. We ask him for it. But then when he tells us the requirement, okay, one thing that's required is you have to change. And it's like, nope, nope, that's all right. I'd just rather stay the same. So so you'd rather stay sick instead instead of making the necessary change so that so that the healing that he's already prepared for you is made manifest immediately in your life. So sometimes we are we are our own holdups. It's not God holding up stuff like mm 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 I ain't gonna give it to her. No, it's us holding up God. God is like, when are you going to get your act together? Okay, I can't give this to you. And then you make a mockery out of it. You you wreck your life with it. But I'm not going to let you walk into it and then harm yourself. Because that's what we'll do. 
If we're not prepared for something, we will we will bring harm and hurt to ourselves and of course to those that are connected to us. And God says, that's that's not even my desire. No, I want you to have the thing and I want you to have the thing. Not not letting the thing have you. So we have to go through the process and process requires change. It requires change. Without going through the process, including the change, there will never be progress. No process, no progress. So process requires change. And we already know we don't like change because change is indicative of something that we weren't doing before. And you know how sometimes we can get, well, we've been doing it like this all our life. And what? What has, what has your doing it the same way that you've always been doing it all your life? What has it been, what has it accomplished? How has it benefited you? Paul says, Paul, um, I don't remember the scripture, but Paul says, Paul says, now listen, Cindy, because you know, that's the kind of relationship me and Paul, you know, Paul from the Bible, that's the kind of relationship we have. We're on a first name basis. Paul said, listen, Cindy, every single thing is lawful to you. There is nothing that is unlawful for you. But here's the question that we all have to ask ourselves. Same thing Paul asked me. But Cynthia, is it is it beneficial? It's lawful. You can do whatever you want to do. You can you can change or you cannot change. But is what you decide beneficial? Is it beneficial? Is it benefiting your life? That's the question. So we can either buck the change and say, well, no, I don't want to do it. I want to stay where I'm at. Or we can make the necessary changes that are going to be beneficial and benefit our life. Or else we're never going to see the progress. Progress requires that we go through process. And process requires change. Thank you so much for being a part of our listening audience on today. Remember, you can always join us on our social media outlets on Facebook, on Instagram, as well as on YouTube under as Cynthia McClary. So we're Cynthia McClary on Facebook, Cynthia McClary on Instagram, and Cynthia McClary on YouTube. So please go to our page, like, follow, share, uh, subscribe on YouTube. And make sure that you subscribe to this podcast. The podcast is I'm That Proverbs 31 Girl. Again, we thank you so much for being a part of our listening audience.